0: Here we are with Maximize You. Hey, got the wolf and the captain here. How you doing, Captain? How you doing? The wolf is great today. Yeah, he is. He's always great. He is.
1: Super fantastic. I mentioned today, I told him on the phone, it's like, you know what? You're a legend. (laughs) Like, there's going to be a day, you know, once you've made your millions and you're a New York Times bestselling author, at least a dozen times removed now, (laughs) uh, where we can only say your name with a whisper, because any more than that... uh, it, it's just like it would make it seem less real. <laughs> and I don't know what any of that means. You but might be I pushing just,
0: the limit there just a bit. You hey, know, I'm thinking New York Times bestseller, The Millions. I go with all those. I'm things, dreaming you know. big for you, buddy. I appreciate it, buddy. I'm all there. And I, like, actually, you know, that's what's funny about that is it does tie into the topic we want to talk about tonight. Does it now? I think so. Okay. You've been reading a a new book for you, and you've kind of got some ideas and thoughts we kind of want to touch on, because I think they... sounds like, to me, they apply to all of us. I don't
1: care where you're at, right? It kind of does. I'm reading this book by Stephen Furtick, and and if you're not familiar with Stephen Furtick, that's Stephen with a V. He makes that distinction in the book. Um, This is a book called Unqualified, and this is a book that I've I've Mm -hmm. walked past numerous times and just never really um, thought much about it, but it actually... Um, a couple of folks recommended it and you can actually find um, he's a pastor i believe in, in charlotte north carolina and he's kind of this new in this new new wave of the, the younger pastors that are out there um he did a really good you can find it on youtube he did a really great interview with td jakes um yes uh, some time back that was a
0: good interview fantastic interview one, yeah. so
1: he's got this book called unqualified how god uses broken people to do big things and one of the things, and I think I probably mentioned this a few episodes ago, was that there are two areas that... I'm really, really shifting my, my development reading a little bit. Um, there's, I, I think there's only so much sales and I mean you know sales reading and leadership reading and things where you finally start getting the point and you start <laughs> noticing themes and you just go yeah. okay this is rehash
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then of course if you read back to things like think and grow Rich and how to win friends uh, and influence people you know it's all mm-hmm. it's all been done and now it's anyway so so I'm shifting more into my personal health but also my faith reading um, and, and areas yeah. that Really, I, I think it should be more of the foundation of who we are because we really can't go any further than what our bodies are going to take us. and that's the important part of um, you know the, the wellness reading. And then of course of course, jeez, of course, I think that our, our faith uh, you know I, I believe we're spirit as well as body and, and mind and, um, and soul as well. I think we need to nurture that, too. And, of course, I come from that. Um, you know, my faith background is, is Christian. So that's, th- those are most of the authors I'm going to read. Um, so Stephen Furtick uh, is a um, seminary-trained uh, pastor uh, out of North Carolina, Charlotte, I believe. And in this book, he talks about the qualification trap. And, and I know this is you know, for folks that deal with um, imposter syndrome. You know, And and am I qualified to be a coach? Am I qualified to tell anybody Mm -hmm. anything or to impart any kind of wisdom to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we we suffer with that. Are we qualified to do these things? And very early on in the book, we're talking like page nine of this book, um, and I'm trying to get away from – I just want to be able to read things and just take it in and not really digest – like do deep dives – I couldn't help but to pick up my pen and start underlining some things.
0: I know. I've done um, that this year, too, when it comes to reading. I want to read through it. I just want to enjoy it and, and then, then come back. And maybe come back yeah. and highlight and I couldn't work. help it, though. It's <laughs> right.
1: It's hard. The, the first the first few pages really, really grabbed me, uh, and, and so I held out until page nine. <laughs> but some of the things that I underlined here, uh, and again, this this really, uh, you know, even if you don't have a faith background, that's okay, too. <laughs> just kind of hang with this, okay, because I really think you're going to find some value here. Um he says, as you understand how God sees you, you will find the freedom and self-confidence um, that he wants for your life. In other words, we are, our creator wants us to have um, to feel freedom to, to be the person that we are and to have that self-confidence um, to, to be that person as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then he goes on to say, you'll never get those things from human qualifications, by the way. That's a dead end street. Um, I, this was a, this was the, really the first line that I underlined peace and confidence come through one thing, acceptance. Okay. True. He says in a culture fixated on self-improvement and self-help, right? (laughs) Kind of speaks to us. Right. That might seem counterintuitive, but it's true. And then there are three things here that he brings out. Number one is God's unconditional acceptance of you and understanding that God knows your true identity, the real you, and he loves you just as you are. That's number one. Number two, Stephen writes, your acceptance of yourself, including your weaknesses. That means confronting the parts of you that you may prefer to ignore. Right? We bury our heads in the sand sometimes, Wolf, mm-hmm. and, and try to ignore some of those dark parts of our lives or the parts that we just don't want don't to accept about ourselves. Okay? Then he goes on to say, it means knowing who you are and who you are not, kind of a parenthetical, uh, in and through Jesus. And third... Your acceptance of God's process of change, he says, God's work in your life isn't meant to squelch or eradicate the real you, but rather to bring out the best possible version of you. Okay, so and so it's 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 like um, you know it's almost like the the caterpillar and the cocoon sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's 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 a, a transformation, but it's bringing out your true nature and who you are and the best possible version of yourself. And so he goes on to say, the three have a cyclical relationship. He says, I know the, quote, real me, my identity all too well. Because, right, we live with it. We live with ourselves, right? Right. I know I have many weaknesses. That makes me feel unqualified. So I try to change my weaknesses, but reality soon sinks in. I can't completely fix myself. So my identity suffers even more and I feel even less qualified. Have you ever related to that? You know, you're trying to change a health habit, for instance. That's probably the biggest one. You change a health habit. You know, you try to eat better. Um, you know, you're trying to exercise. You're trying to sleep better. And what happens when you try to do something and it's just not catching on? You get down on yourself.
0: Right? Absolutely. You label yourself
1: a failure. Yeah. You know, a lot of that's you know we try to change a habit, but the reality is there's there's, some, there's character modification and some other things that have to go on there too, right?
0: Yeah. In most you know, cases, behavior right.
1: modification.
0: Right. And it's interesting. You know, I think as you begin to talk about that, it kind of one of the key words in that whole little diatribe of Conversation you just had there is the word acceptance. Yeah. For me, is that, you know, I don't think that many times we accept the reality that we're in. Mm -hmm. We're too busy trying to analyze it and judge it and say it's right, it's wrong, it's this or it's that. You know, sometimes this is actually a strategy that I I reheard at a recent retreat that I went to that, you know, don't judge the situation or the issues or the challenges, just accept what it is. Yeah. Because ultimately, we can't change anything outside of ourselves, right? That's can, correct. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, we can change ourselves. We can change how we react and what we do. But acceptance is a big part of life, I think, to a big degree that I don't yeah. think we really think about and really tap into. You know, you were talking about imposter syndrome earlier, and it, what occurred to me was very simply, I think we all come across that from time to time. hmm Especially in any situation where maybe we're given a bit more responsibility. You know, maybe it's new to us. We're not used to it. It's the first time I've been a manager in a position of that authority, maybe. It's like, man, who am I? At first, you're proud. You're excited. You're, oh, yeah, I got this. And then all of a sudden, reality sets in. I don't know if I... I don't... As they say, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, well, wait a minute. I don't know how to do that. And you don't want to admit it to anybody around you, right? Because you're going to look weak and... and But at that point in which you can say, okay, I don't understand or know this, but I can learn. Yeah. I can go develop myself. I can read a good book. I can take a course. I can ask a mentor, a coach, find somebody around me, subordinate, a peer, whoever that's got some knowledge in that area that I can start to dig into myself and develop myself, right?
1: Absolutely. Right. And then a a little bit... Further in, he says, uh, this is this is another one that really grabbed me too. And I, and I really, it was one of those things that I read that I sat back and went, wow, this is cool. He says, maybe God wants to do something beyond your abilities and he is far less intimidated by your failures and limits than you are.
0: It's true. Well, you think know. about it. What have we, you know, myself especially, I've been on this journey here in the past probably, I guess, 45 to 60 days of trying to build some online courses slash coaching program. And it may not be a coaching initially, but it's going to develop into that for sure. Because, and that's a big question that comes up, you know, who am I to coach somebody? Well, I look personally, I look at my perspective in the world, Mm -hmm. what I've learned in my 52 years on the planet. And I know with certainty and expertise, if you will, that I can share some strategies that I know will help other people if they're yeah. willing to do the work and make some changes and adjustments in their life. Yep, I really do. Yep,
1: and here's the thing: when it comes to all of that, and, and the and I've just started getting into this book, but I can see kind of the direction he's going, and it really boils down to your identity and who yep. you are. Mm-hmm. He co- he continues on and he talks about there. You know, there's a there's that passage in in um, Genesis, where Moses is kind of walking in and he sees the burning bush, and you know who you know who you know who are you? Who are you? And he says, "What I am, who I am." Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, S- Stephen uh, writes in the book. Think about those two words, "I am." All right, and he says, "Such a tiny, underwhelming phrase. It's barely two syllables long, uh, yet is the mo- It is the most potent, revolutionary statement ever made. Within it is a power that can peel off the past." Pilot the present and frame the future, and he goes on and talks a little bit mm-hmm. more about God in that essence, um, and it's it's the the concept of the third word, right? So what he means by that is, you know, with God, God who is. Um, you know, he says, God is everything and everyone and everywhere that he needs to be in every moment. He is the fullness. He is the completion. He is the satisfaction of every need or desire we could ever know. So we're like God is, a, he says, you could string together every superlative and exaggeration and still not begin to describe God. <laughs> so true. God doesn't need a third word. Like we say, I am tired or I am this or I am that. God doesn't need any of that. He is, I am. We, however, need a third word. You know, and that's, and part of that, and we think about those third words, and you say, I am, and then blank, and how would you fill in that blank? A lot of that is driven by feeling, but a lot of that's also driven by identity,
0: you know? Right. And I think that our identity, personally, is formed over a given amount of time. Yeah. And it can adjust and change. I think uh, one of our other people we listen to a lot is Ed Milet, and he really talks a lot about identity. And I think mm-hmm. it almost, I kind of, I kind of relate identity almost to confidence. Yeah. Because we build our confidence or we tear down our confidence and probably even self esteem in working through our identity. So if I say, look, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and go walk two miles, Mm -hmm. and I get up and I don't go walk two miles, well, I frustrate myself the rest of the day because, man, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. And for every moment that you're not doing those things that you told yourself you're going to do or you plan to do, It whittles away, I think, at your identity. Now, the opposite is also true. The things that I do do, that I tell myself I will or that I want to do, builds that up. And I think you're working on both sides of that. So if you can definitely work more on the positive than the negative, you know, it definitely is going to move you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And also, I think it comes back to part of what you're talking about with the I am is the words we use in our life, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Where do these words come from? Yeah. Is it, are they words that we've developed, or is it something someone else said? Well, yeah. you know they say. Right. Who the heck is that? Are you doing air quotes? Who for? do we care? You give yeah. me a hard time. For who doing are that. they? You know who cares? <laughs> they say this. They say that. Well. Who are they? They don't really have any impact in my life, ultimately, no matter what they say or do. Well,
1: and so here's the thing, and on top of that, though, there's the they, though, of people, though, who have had a who have had a direct impact because they're in their circle, right? So it's it's um, it's easier sometimes to believe the negative than it is the positive. And so, if you've surrounded yourself with mm-hmm. negativity and people who who talk down mm-hmm. at you. Um, it informs your identity in the negative sense, right? Absolutely. So, so sometimes we have to, and I've said this before, you know, sometimes we have to rearrange our life, and sometimes that's a shuffling of our circle, um, either calling out and pulling away from certain people or influences. Um, and that could be social media, it could be TV, it could be thing you know, any kind of inputs that we're taking in. Sure. So pulling away from the negative and drawing in more of the positive and, and putting. Mm-hmm putting more constructive and more positive influences and inputs into your life. And I think, you know, either one of those is going to, like you said, from both sides, it's going to inform um, our identity. And from our identity comes our character ethic, I think, and and the things that we're willing to do. So, you know, your I am, you know, if you say you're going to get up and run two miles, you know, why, why would anyone run two miles? I don't know, but... Unless there's a clown chasing you with a knife, that's my perspective at least. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, now we'll start with a mile, and maybe perhaps we'll walk it. Okay,
0: I did um, say walk earlier. Okay, you did. Sure did. enough, fair enough.
1: <laughs> um, you know, and, and if we say that we're going to do that, but then the next morning the sun comes up, the alarm hits, and we just snooze and turn back over. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks that are trying to make those changes in their life will fill in that that third word with "I am failure." Mm-hmm. at that point. And Mm -hmm. so that starts feeding into your identity rather than the opposite of that. I am winning, or I am a champion, uh, and it starts feeding into your your identity in that way.
0: Absolutely. I know Joel Osteen, in several of his books, he talks about, you know, he may even have one, I am, the power of I am. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's one of Joel's books. And it's
0: really interesting the way he says it. He says, whatever follows the I am is what you can pretty much bank on. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he uses that terminology, but that's the sentiment that he gives is I am strong, I am courageous, I am powerful, I am, you know, um, positive, I am, you know, moving forward in my life, those kind of things. Whatever you put back there is what you're basically programming yourself for, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think the other piece too, to me as we look at this. Just from a, you know, just look at, take, you know, for this moment, take the God part out and take the spiritual part out. And let's just look at the animal kingdom. You know, we're mammals, right? You know, humans, part of that whole yeah. mammal family. Yeah. But we as human beings are the only people, the only ones in that group that have the power of choice. Hmm. Everything else Works based on instinct, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the lion can't choose to stand up on his back legs and walk around all day long. He can't choose to make the decision to, you know, go do this or go do he's that. He's got to follow his instinct. Everything follows from his instincts. What he's been and programmed, programmed, to programmed to do for, yeah. right? We actually have the power to reprogram ourselves, right? Sure. Sure, we've been influenced by God knows what over our lifetime. You know, we've gotten sucked into things and gone down different roads, but just because I have, you know, drunk alcohol every day for the past 20 years doesn't necessarily, you know, mean that we can't make a change and get away from that. Sure. And I think a lot of people do, but their identity becomes these things, right? Yes. So it becomes difficult, both good and bad. You know, how many people out there are just so phenomenally obsessed with, you know, their their fitness, you know, yeah. they're working out two hours a day every single day. And I think in some ways that's just as bad as the other extreme. Sure. Right? Sure. Again, you can go each way with it and it can become unhealthy even though, well, oh, but they look healthy. Well, yeah. you know, it goes every way, but I think we have to come back and look. We as a human being, we have so much potential that we don't even tap into many times. Mm-hmm. And that's why we look at our society and we see there's that top five, 10%, sometimes 2% that are, you know, either they're fitter, happier, wealthier, um, you know, whatever it is, put whatever, whatever word you want on that. And we kind of look at those folks as, you know, that's where I want to be. Well, you can if you choose to, you know, instead of me saying, well, I'm a failure because I didn't get up and go walk two miles this morning like I wanted to, Mm -hmm. you just didn't choose to do that because for whatever reason, at that point in time, it wasn't important enough or it wasn't a priority enough in your life.
1: Well, and as our, on top Mm -hmm. of that, our good friend, Sarah Davi uh, with Kiss Health Coaching, Mm She, um, she and I had a visit uh, not too long ago, and, and she made a comment that really it resonated with me. She said, you know, if you're trying to make a change, you know, you got to think of your why. You know, why Absolutely. are you doing it? She said, if your change is not enough to get you out of bed in the morning, you need to find a different why. That's true. And a better why. And that that, that really hit me kind of square between the eyes because um, – I and I think in the back of my mind, I've always – Known, I think we inherently know that. Maybe sure
0: we do. I think um, so.
1: But to have somebody call that out mm-hmm. and to say mm-hmm. this is it, um, it, it made uh, an impact. It resonated with me, yeah, right? So.
0: And well, and you talk a lot about intrinsic versus extrinsic mm-hmm. motivations, and mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what that's speaking to. And that you know, let's just look at our careers for an example. You know, um, actually it makes brings me back to I think it's the. Greatest Secret in the World. Earl Nightingale did it originally. Yeah, Greatest Secret. But he talks about the idea that, you know, why do most men get up in the morning? Mm -hmm. If you went down the street and asked 100 men that question, they're probably either going to say, well, I don't know because I'm supposed to. I've got to go to work. I've got to go to a job. Many, many, many folks have not identified the why of why they're doing anything all day long whether it's getting up out of bed or going to work or coming home or whatever it is. Yeah. Just become, we become so routine and so road in what we do. And that's why I believe it's really critically important to, I don't know, every 30 days, 60, 90, every quarter, you really have to sit down and reevaluate your life. You know, I, I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but probably about three or four years ago on a family vacation, my son, probably 26 at the time, he's like, you know, there's so many people in this world that just don't think. It yeah. kind of brought me back to that particular right. thing because he he quotes uh, some person that actually said men just don't think. You know, we don't stop and contemplate and look. You know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Where are we going? What are we doing? That feels like
1: I think that's actually in the greatest secret. Or either that is. or Jim Rohn. That actually right. feels very familiar, um, and I think it's actually that. Um, and it's true it, because we're on we're on that autopilot. We do things based on um, routine based mm-hmm. on habit and we don't put a lot of thought into it. And I think that's part of why habits are so challenging to break because they're ingrained. Um, and, and your wise, or again, maybe not big enough to change that. So let's talk a little bit then about, um, you know, we understand this, this issue of identity and how identity can have an impact on the things that we do, uh, who we are. You know, if we don't, if we don't like, um, you know, and when I say identity, I'm, I'm speaking of our state. I'm speaking of, you know, who we, who we are as an individual, um, mm-hmm. living, breathing functioning. I'm not talking about um, gender. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about who you are as a human being, right? Right. Um, you know, our identity in that, and of course, in, as a believer, I have my identity in Christ. But as a human being, you know, if I, if I don't like the direction I'm going in, where do we begin to change that? Because, it, because, again, it, it's born out of identity. It's born out of character ethic because that's where our habits come from. Sure. So how do we begin to change that if we don't like the trajectory that we're in?
0: Well, I think, you know, we're, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is we have to make a decision. The decision that, okay, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not going in the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to change this. Okay, and then you have to sit there and decide, where do I want to change it to? What else do I want to do? Where else do I want to go? Mm -hmm. What is it? And then, so decision would be my first answer. My second one would be one small step. One thing. Is it one decision that says, okay, you know what? I didn't get up and go walk those two miles this morning like I wanted to. And in the grand scheme of things, is two miles walking this morning going to make a big difference in the course of this week or this month or this year? Probably not. But I also know that I can't get up on Friday at the end of the week and walk 10 miles That's to right. make up, You're not the make right up for right it. to the two I didn't right today. Correct. So it's making that one small step. Okay, maybe two miles was too big a number for me. So maybe I just need to get up and walk around the block one time. Yeah. You know, what is the re- And again, backing up to that, mm. you know, decide, you know, what is that one small thing I can do to make a little step in the right direction? And why do I want to make that change? Is yeah. it because, you know, in this case, we're talking about health. Is it because I need to lose a few pounds or I just want more energy? And I know that if I get up and walk in the morning, it's probably going to jumpstart my metabolism a little better and my mm-hmm. energy levels. Yeah. What is the reason, coming back to what Miss Sarah talked about, is what is your why?
1: Yeah.
0: So there's, there's a little, you know, there's a little bit of work to be done there. But I think it, and maybe it should start with the why, then making that decision and making that one small action step, right, to start I, you in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the reality to build on that is, and it seems like I've seen this in a meme somewhere, where, you know, if you're on social media, you've seen a meme at least once. At least. Or a thousand times today. (laughs) Um, You know, we're only one decision away from a totally different life. Ooh, it's true. Uh, And if that's not a meme, I'm going to make it. Um, where we it, it, it's it's such a little thing but it's so fundamental you know it's the decision to you think about it in these terms uh if i'm a professional if i'm a sales professional you know it's the difference in making one more sales call when i when i train salespeople, i train them on one more call a day pick up the phone one more time before you leave that's right you never know uh one more stop you, you never it could be the difference between it could be a nothing burger Uh, It could be a whole burger franchise. I mean, it could could pay off in dividends, right? You never know. Um, You never know. When it comes to your exercise and your personal fitness, that one idea that you read in a book uh, Mm -hmm. or just getting up in the morning, that one time, because a habit begins with one step, right? One 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 action uh, leads to a follow-up action, which leads to that next follow-up action. And then over a period of time, you have habit. But it started with the one step. You can't you can't get from mm-hmm. A to Z without getting to B first, right? So it's it's oh, all no. about one thing. So Absolutely. you're you're only ever mm-hmm. one action, um, one decision away uh, from something that could be amazing. And here's the thing you you never quite know what that's going to be, right? No. So mm-hmm. you so why not have a little bit of faith that mm-hmm. what you're doing is going to pay off somehow, some way. And one of the things that I'm fond of saying recently on my uh, especially on my Instagram is do something today that your future self is going to thank you for. It may not be your, your future self later today or tomorrow or, or even next week, but it might be you know four years from now, five years from now. Yeah. I saw something that got me thinking recently about personal health. And they said, if, if, if this, how to say, if you had started exercising every day a year ago, you would have done 365 workouts or think about how much better off you'd be today mm-hmm. than when you started. Right. So it's, it, and that pulls on the benefit of hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and imagination. So you're only one decision away uh, from a totally different life. And that's, that's going to be up to you. You have to decide mm-hmm. what it is that you want to change. What it is that you want to do differently? You can be like Einstein's uh, definition of insanity, yeah, and do the same thing over and over. And I had this conversation with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. It's like you can sit back and just watch the train wreck happen, and and let the let the thing happen, or make the one change. You know, think mm-hmm. about what variable needs to be different so it's not the same thing over and over, and then getting this getting the same results.
0: Oh so, no, absolutely. So All make right, one change. Right that's One it. change. Yeah, and like you say, it's that decision thing. I think about myself, and, you know, I don't know, three, three and a half years ago, you know, there was a point in time I was in 38-inch pants, and they were getting tight, and I just got on the scale and looked. Oh my and God, Richard, like, you were just a chub above it, let me tell you. But it was just at some point, sure. and I had been there for a period of time, but it was at some point in which I just said, you know what, this is enough. Yeah, sure. And I decided at that moment, you know, that day I went out, looked at some books, found a book, started reading it, went that eating pattern Mm -hmm. and lost 30 pounds over the course of probably seven to nine months. Yeah. Because I changed the way I was eating. I didn't even work out, but I changed the way I was eating. Oh, yeah. And I was able to lose that much weight. But it was a decision that I just just had enough. You know, many times we just have to figure out at what point and where is it that we have enough. Many times I think we get lulled into complacency, and in my opinion, complacency is the enemy of success Oh, sure. more so than people think failure is. Oh, no. That's very true. Failure is just a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Right? I learned how it yep. doesn't work, right? Yeah. But complacency means I'm just sitting in my crap. I just don't care. And right. I've kind of become <laughs> apathetic. I don't care about it. I'm just moving forward. Quick and simple as that. And yeah. it's, it's just not a good place to be. Okay. So that's what we need to watch out for. I think.
1: Right. So so let's address this then. So we understand now that in order to make a change, in order to maybe alter some things, it really begins with a decision, right? Mm-hmm. And then a decision has to have an action attached right. to it. Mm-hmm. So what if we absolutely suck when it comes to doing that? What can we do? <laughs> You know, on our own, you know, we can't. We just can't get our big enough why to get our butts out of bed. We can't. We don't have Mm -hmm. a big enough why to put the bottle down. Mm -hmm. We don't have a big enough why to not grab that delicious chocolate cake (laughs) that my girlfriend made for my (laughs) birthday. Uh, Another slice because it was amazing. I'm sure. Um, What do we do when we when we just can't seem to make it happen on our own? And it's not that it's not for lack of want. We might really want, Mm -hmm. but some people are so ingrained into a habit that it might just be. That much more challenging, not impossible, but
0: challenging to make a change happen. What then? It's called accountability. Yeah. Yeah, it really it's your is. tribe. And you can find that at Richard at TheWolfSpeaks.com. <laughs> oh, wait
1: a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, Richard's actually putting together um, some really cool – and, and coaching. and he's, he's got his coaching, and he's, he would love to do that with you. By the way, you don't even have to be here in Lafayette to do it. He'll be more than happy to do it over a skype call or something that's right you know, right. you know thanks to the wonder of the the internet technology is beautiful it is beautiful so <laughs> so we have accountability and that comes with our tribe i think and here's mm-hmm. another thing too uh especially with maybe with certain things along the lines of richard don't be afraid to go out and find a coach sometimes sometimes that familiarity with certain people in your tribe um you, you don't feel like you're going to be as accountable to them right yes um that's why i don't go to you for my, for my Working out and things like that, because I won't, give, I won't give a rip what you tell me. It's, you know, I love you, man. Appreciate but, that. But, but, but Appreciate it's that. sometimes you need to get because you're too yeah. familiar with it. Right now, when it comes to personal development, that's that might be one thing. But when it comes to my 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 wellness, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to want a coach, like an actual wellness coach or a life coach along True. those lines, someone that's specific to that, and somebody that
0: I would actually feel bad if I let down. Correct, right? And that's what yeah. I was going to back up and say as well. Is You know, you mentioned, you know, your tribe, sometimes that's not the best place to go for those accountability partners. And I would say that's most likely true, but there's going to be certain people in your life. You know, my beloved Julie, she's good that when I ask her, I need you to hold me accountable to this, that she will, you know, she'll be the one to say, Hey, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do it yet. What's the deal? Mm -hmm. You know, and coming from her, I can accept that. Now, certain people in your life has gotta be really gotta know that relationship and be good with that. Yeah. To where you don't get offended by someone kinda holding you accountable. So there's there's a there's, I guess, a, a fine line there it's, and a bit of a graduated scale because you want to find the right person. It's knowing your roster. Absolutely. Okay, your lineup. Line because you,
1: everybody in your tribe has certain backgrounds and tendencies and personality traits. And when I say your tribe, I don't mean every person with a pulse that you know. I'm talking about your inner circle and people that you really can lean on. They're right. your, your, your little BFFs or someone that you know that you really care about and you know they really care about you and want to see the best for you. Um So you might have that person, like for me, it might be Sarah Davi would be good Mm -hmm. for that health or fitness or for my spiritual growth. Um, You know, my good friend, Pastor Brody over at Crossroads um, or any of those pastors, Um, personal development, you know, keeping myself accountable for my personal development schedule might be you. Mm -hmm. So it's knowing who your, who your lineup is, your roster of folks and knowing what their, their talents are. And then again. Sometimes it, it, sometimes it's more than what any of those might be able to handle. Maybe your need is a little more emotional. Maybe you need to go find either um, a, a trained counselor or, or um, a, a psychologist if something is really, you know, sure, sure. that needs some additional help. Um, you just have to know the point is to know where to turn, but also to not be afraid to put your hand up and ask for the help because we're not meant to be lone rangers in life. We were created as relational
0: beings. That's right. right. Um, we're social creatures without a doubt. Very social. And we can't, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm in a couple of men's groups and it's really interesting to see how a lot of men today just don't want to share too much about themselves. Or yeah, we need their problems or yeah. challenges. And But then all of a sudden, when someone does kind of open up and start talking, all of a sudden you start to see those nods around the room. It's like, man, you too? You too? Yeah you know you start yeah. the thing and it's a challenge it really is but you have to find someone that can do that and that's why you know we kind of I talk about coaching and jest to some degree but there is going to be some power in shelling out a little bit of cash to have somebody hold you accountable because you're going to take it more serious right
1: oh yeah yeah skin in the they're game they're going to
0: help you more than likely mm-hmm. put a plan in place and then hold you accountable to that plan yeah sure because i think that's another dr- downfall in this is we might decide we might make one or two steps, but if we don't have a kind of a solid plan to bring us, you know, from 200 pounds to 180 pounds, then we're going to not know where we're going, so to speak, right? Yeah. It's 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 that whole challenge, but they're going to help you put that plan together and make you put it in writing, make you do some things and take some actions. It's going to make you move forward to that and then hold you accountable along the way. Love it. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> Do you want some more of
1: it? I want some more of it. I'm a I'm a junkie. What can I say? That's why I have all these new books. Y'all hurt. Y'all maximizers heard me saying I ain't going to buy any more books. Ain't going to happen. I've probably added two dozen books to my library. You've you have personally fed that addiction. You've bought me a couple of books over. But Only I mean, I got, a I got a shipment of five books from Dr. Daniel Amon uh, and Hannah Amon <laughs> in last week. I got this. I got three books at the Mardell this past week. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But the thing about it is, is I'm I'm a lot more selective now on what I want. I don't just go like I went to the the library book fair uh-huh. last week. Oh, you did. You didn't call me. You didn't miss anything. Oh man. They they did they Could did have they did have, have a setting. They did have um, a category called old and unusual. I did think of you, so I just want to let you. Know. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. Um, Sorry so for the air quote. there. That's talking. okay. So you're just telling me I'm number one. I got, I got you. So, uh, but I, but I want. But true story though, like I went there and I think it was God's way of saying, man, boy, my boy, you don't need any more books. I bought mm-hmm. nothing. I, we bought a DVD. That was for my son. He bought a DVD a movie. Good. For but you. but then I turned around to Mardell and paid full mm-hmm. tilt for three bucks. So what do you want? <laughs> Actually, one was on the, the, the Stephen Furtick book was the one on discount. Mm-hmm. But um, so I like so just to kind of put a bow <clears throat> on it and drop the landing gear on this. Sure. So the the, the 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 takeaway item for tonight would be what one thing
0: I would have to say decision you know what is that thing in your life or that one thing in your life that you believe would probably make the biggest impact in all the other areas of your life Mm -hmm. and then make a decision on how you're going to move toward that how do you want to make that change Mm -hmm. to do that and just take one step you know but it all starts with a decision and that comes from personal experience that any and every time that I've made the decision that this is what I'm going to do probably at least 99% of the time I do it. There's going to be that 1% of error that I may just drop the ball or I'll later decide, you know what, that's not the direction I want to go. But 99% of the time it's that decision point that says, okay, this is what I'm doing and I'm tired of dealing with the the opposite side of it. And I'm going to move that direction. And then with that, Comes take to a, action. Step. Yeah, take right. a step. That's right. Take one small step. I can't remember the. There's a, well, I read one book recently about habits, but the one that comes to mind, I think he was kind of talking more specifically in this example about health and such. But he's like one push up, one sit up, or you know one squat. You know, just take one action. Do something if you're trying to get you know more healthy. You know, whatever it is that you're going to want to do long term, do one of them. You know, and just take that step. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be an hour. Right. You can be five minutes. And then five turns into seven. Seven turns into ten. Ten into fifteen yeah. over time, right? And my personal testimony on that is I made a decision. I'm going to do, start doing
1: sit-ups. So I yeah. do one sit-up a day. I get up in the morning, that's half. And when I go to bed at night, that's the other half. So I've already got one sit-up knocked out each and every day. <laughs>
0: Let me be sure to cut that out of the podcast with this one. <laughs> yes, goodness, sir. Scott.
1: All right. So you all <laughs> have you all have the very good stuff, man. And uh, thank you all for tuning in again this week. Make sure you uh, drop us uh, comments, uh, like, and share,
0: subscribe, um, and uh, we we appreciate you. And- we do. We appreciate our maximized community. Yep. And thank you for all you do. And keep listening. Like I say, Scott said, share it, share it, share it, because we want to get the word out. You know, it's not just about what we know and think and believe, but I think it's going to help some people. But if they never hear it and don't know about it, they're never going to get that help. Absolutely. So for the Wolf, this is the captain. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Maximize You, and we'll catch you next time. Have a great one.